often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 416. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. Once again, down in the Slapbox bunker, waiting out the doomsday that is COVID-19. Should have really cut that before I started. Hell, I should have cut that a long time ago. I was just watching uh, YouTube clips of the uh, Pastor uh, Kenneth... I shit... Don't recall his name now. Uh, Kenneth Copeland, I think is his name. The mega past church uh, pastor guy that did the COVID-19. <laughs> I'll blow you away. That guy. As I spit into my microphone, and hopefully no one uses this microphone besides me. As far as I know, they don't. But, you know, they could end up getting my germs if they do. So, watch out. Don't use my microphone. I blow all over it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I haven't been sick at all since I uh, got cleared of the COVID-19. I got the negative test, of course, last week. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I talked about that. Yeah, I'm thinking about, yeah, I got cleared before I did the last podcast. So, yeah, definitely talked about that last week. But I haven't had any other symptoms so we're good. I feel pretty confident that I, I haven't had it yet. But it's it's kind of a bummer. I was really kind of hoping that I, I would have had the COVID-19. And every time I fucking say it, I'd hear Kenneth Copeland say, COVID-19! Uh, but I, uh, <clears throat> every time, fuck, I, I just can't get it out of my head now. COVID-19? But I was hoping I would have the, uh, COVID-19, not that I, I really want to get sick or have it, you know, especially, you know, with the chance that the issues that I've had uh, with the health in the last year is, you know, it, it seems like a crapshoot whether or not uh, I, uh, you know, could survive it. It seems like it could be a problem. So I don't, you know, maybe I don't want to chance it. Uh, so, uh, you know, We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, the thought of it, when I did get sick, I was like, "Man, I hope this is it because I don't feel that bad." And then I'm like, "At least, even if I were to get it, you know, get it and then get it again, like I know what I was in for. I still don't really know what I'm in for." So that was kind of kind of a bummer in a way. Kind of relieved. I was able to go back to work right away. So I guess that's a plus. <laughs> Uh, damn it! Now I gotta pull up this damn clip. Hopefully, this is the clip. Let's see here. Friday the... night at nine twenty-four. Oh, nine twenty-four. Now, Gloria and my usual routine. Oh, damn it! Is <clears throat> this we isn't... go to bed early and listen to a couple of. Me- I don't want to listen to your whole sermon here. We I just had hear just that clip. listened <laughs> to bed and wrote it. Christian people all over this country. Praying will come to know me. Faith in me oh, changes. Damn. I should have pulled it up beforehand. I totally uh, fucked it up there, but uh, <laughs> blow, blow the wind. Maybe if I'd be a little bit more specific. I just want that clip. It's a great. Oh, here we go. Here's the clip. Here's here it is. COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. <laughs> Everybody spits. That's fantastic. Burn. Well, I'm telling you, it gets hot down there. I mean, like Jesse says, it's Africa hot down there, man. And it gets... Oh. Are you listening to me? Because it's, it's right there on the coast. It gets oh, and we got to hear that again. Let's get... I mean, jet like Jesse. out a bit. Burn. Oh, damn it. Here we go. COVID-19. Just spitting. All the guys that arrived to do like spit 
It sounds like there's an audience. Well, I don't see anybody in the the chairs around him. I'm assuming there's other people in this church at the time. I'm not really sure. But, uh, that was back in April. Or, well, this was posted in April. I think he did this back in March. Apparently it didn't work out so well. He, I guess he put his all into it. I guess he failed. But uh, <laughs> other news, uh, other than surviving, getting whatever sickness I had, uh, I did find I did I do pretty much say I can say this pretty officially I guess I have like the complete Tom Morello board. I didn't go like he does occasionally use other things, but this is like the main board. I mean I've got wah pedal with tremolo uh, as another pedal, and then the Digitech Whammy uh, Series Five I think or version five whatever. Uh, it's not the original. It's not exactly what he has. He has the version one. And then I've got a uh, digital delay, the Boss DD3, which I think he also uses the DD1. So, I mean, things aren't exactly what he uses. And then I have got a uh, equalizer, a Boss equalizer pedal. It's like EQ7 or something of that nature. That one's not exactly what he has either, but he's got a similar pedal. It's the Dodd whatever, and a phaser and a flanger on there. But uh, it's pretty exciting. I've actually got learned some of the parts to like killing in the name of worked on uh and uh know your enemy that one features Maynard James Keenan from Tool I am interested to see that uh Tom Morello uh, is putting out a picture book uh I'm not sure when that's going to be out I just saw an interview with him in the other day and uh he actually as a teenager he lived uh, in a small town, I believe, in uh, Illinois. And uh, I don't remember the name of that uh, town. But as a teenager, uh, he would end up meeting Adams Jones, who moved to Illinois from the Bay Area out in California. And uh, they, uh, well, I guess he's done some uh, comic books. Or is involved, uh, but uh, <laughs> oh, here we go about the new book, and that's not going to give me an accurate date. Anyway, he uh, met with Adam Jones as it when he was a teenager in Illinois, and they joined a band or started a band called uh, Electric Sheep. That uh, I don't think there's any recordings out there of that. And they were doing, as opposed to Tom Morello's other stuff, like no political stuff. And uh, in that, actually, Adam Jones played bass and Tom was on guitar. I would be interested to hear that, though. Both of them super young as shit. It is funny seeing the pictures of that and Tom Morello actually has hair. <laughs> it, it is pretty classic. I would uh, would like to see that. But, uh, uh, ooh. Do I find like that? This may be it, but this picture book—it's got—it goes through his, like his whole career. We can see. <laughs> uh, there, I'm looking at pictures now, and it shows these pictures of Tom Morello as a, as a kid with a big fro. There he is with Adam Jones, like uh, not really a fro, but looking very 80s. Big fucking socks. Looks like he's gonna go out and play some basketball with uh, Dr. J. You know. <laughs> Uh, and then here, here he is with the audio slide, but man, I don't know what, uh, I don't see when the uh, release date is. Don't believe it's out. It's called, uh, the, I guess the name of the book is whatever it takes, but it's got all kinds of, uh, photos in here. It's got some good stuff. The manuscript. Yeah, I guess whatever it takes is, uh, ooh, here we go. Here's some audio here. <laughs> This book is a photo memoir of my life in music and activism. From my very first show in my mom's basement to rocking stadiums with Rage Against the Machine. From the frontline activism of the Night Watchman to traveling the world with Audioslave and my dear friend Chris Cornell. I didn't choose to be a guitar player. The guitar chose me. And once saddled with that blessing and that burden, 
It was my job to find a way to use that guitar as a divining rod for truth and justice. The message in the music, in the studio, on the albums, on the concert stages and in the streets is whatever it takes. And since fall of 2020, didn't give a specific release date. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'd say I'm a Tom Morello fan, obviously. I mean, I've uh, just spent a bunch of money getting a signature guitar and such. I did see, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but unfortunately I did see a YouTube video where they're talking about a recent incident, a fairly recent incident where Tom Morello actually didn't seem too cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> played Mr. Uh, Big Shot cuz uh he was actually I guess from what I understand uh doing involved with the uh, minimum wage protest and uh let me I'm going to find the story here uh, uh kick he was like kicked out of this restaurant and he was trying to get in this restaurant but it was booked and uh he pulled the rockstar card <laughs> And uh, the guy apparently that owned the restaurant, Seattle restaurant. Here we go. This was uh, oh shit. This was several years back. I guess it wasn't. It was six years ago. It was 2014. This article. Uh, oh, actually, it's a Seattle restaurant get get into slap fight over denied service. But uh, here it says. Uh, Tom Morello, guitarist of Rage Against the Machine. This is on Jezebel.com, by the way. Uh, former guitarist of Oil Slave is now engaged in a bitter Facebook war of words. The Seattle restaurant, the Five Point Cafe, where why he and his party were denied service last Friday night in 2014. <laughs> uh, in town for a benefit concert for 15 now. The organization behind the successful push for $15 minimum wage in Seattle. Morello and his party for a uh, party of six. Just wanted to grab some food. When they arrived at the five point, though, something happened that resulted in Morello's group leaving and Morello leveling the following tweets. First one happened. Oh, man, it happened. uh, The first one (laughs) at 3.36 a.m. So he was up pretty late and still still bitter. It says uh, five point restaurant in Seattle is the worst. Super rude and anti-worker. Shittiest doorman in the northwest. Prick. Spread the word. Then he followed that up uh, on two days later. Uh, it says at uh, six thirty-eight p.m. Still stewing, I guess, uh, on that. And says uh, willing to forgive the Seattle evil egg in uh, parentheses there. Empire Five Points Cafe doorman power tip: If good guy owner D Minert fully embraces fifteen now minimum wage. It says, uh, so what actually went down? Well, that depends on who you believe. According to restaurant owner uh, David Minert's Facebook post, Morello was bitchy and asked for a private room in the back, something the Five Point doesn't even have. He pointed out that rock stars and other celebrities get no special treatment at the Five Point, which is admirable. He also shot down Morello's anti-worker claim, pointing out the following. For the record, Tom Morello, the Five Point, is totally pro-worker. We try to pay more than any other small restaurant, and on top of the higher pay, we offer health insurance, paid sick days, paid time off, retirement, and profit share. That's uh, more than my place, retirement. We do profit share. Apparently, they did that uh, originally. Oh, and paid sick days? Fuck. I'm going to go work at Five Point. Anyhow, this uh, this was almost certainly a ver- variant of a psychological phenomenon known as the trust gap. Morello saw a thing he didn't like and assumed the person responsible was a puppy murdering Ayn Rand worshipping Nickelback fan. <laughs> uh, to Morello's credit, he backpedaled on that one 12 hours later once he realized he was at fault. Uh, it was uh, at 3.34 p.m. on the following day after his last tweet there. It was Pancake Gate update. <laughs> Love and respect the workers. Glad to sit down with owner next time and see... Seattle, uh, happy about his commitment to pay raise for workers. Morello responded the next day with a Facebook post of his own, the gist of which was that he didn't ask for special treatment, but that people kept leaving the restaurant and they kept asking if they could go inside and the doorman was a dick to them. I have no problem believing that particular aspect of the story is doormen who aren't drunk on their own 
petty perceived power are like palace cats. Uh, we know they're out there, but it's really hard to find a human who's seen one in person. He also made somewhat of an ill-advised joke about why the doorman was so anti his group, one of whom was Kenyan. To be clear, at no point did myself or anyone in our party demand special treatment, private room, or any other ridiculousness. I was, however, pissed at the rudeness of the doorman and my friends, my younger brother, of whom I'm quite protective. I question what underlying motives the doorman may have had bad day anti-Kenyan preferred the spin doctors <laughs> uh, I think that's the greatest line there the preferred the spin doctors uh, the anti-Kenyan thing probably comes across differently than Murillo intended because he was setting up a rule of three centered on that spin doctors joke uh, which isn't a half bad joke at least in concept and he didn't have anything good to bridge the gap from bad day so I get it still dumb though and minor shredded it as part of his own follow up response barely an hour later maybe he was anti-Kenyan okay enough Tom that's fucked up stop trying to portray the door person as a racist that really sucks and is crazy abusive so yeah it just keeps going back and forth but uh I don't know hopefully there was uh that he didn't complete pull the dick from what I understand what the they had said that he's just from the re- restaurant's perspective was while I was watching the video made it seem that uh, Tom Morello was just like do you know who I am do you know who I am sort of thing which maybe he did that a little but he is Tom Morello so <laughs> uh, I mean maybe not quite as extreme as a Tom Morello when it comes to politics but I love the man's music so I guess it's not as soul crushing for me that he might be a prick at one point in time but uh you know everybody has their off days right we'll go with that I have to rationalize it since I just you know bought his guitar and such that's a big commitment <laughs> but uh but hell shit I mean I, I was enjoying the hearing some Michael Jackson the other day and I'm I am certain he did horrible shit to children <laughs> after watching that documentary and everything. And the song I was listening to was uh, PYT, Pretty Young Thing, which is really fucked up. You know, thinking about the things that he, uh, you I guess say, allegedly did to children. But, uh, yeah. Now I'm thinking about that. That's just fucked up. So let's just go back to what I was originally going to talk about when uh, starting this podcast tonight. And, uh, now, I haven't watched this film yet, but I, I would like to watch it. I've, both of the leads in it are... Uh, I, I do enjoy uh, some of their work, at least. Um, it's uh, Andy Samberg and Kristen Melody's uh, new movie on Hulu. It's the uh, Palm Springs. It is the... Uh, Infinite Loop movie, a Groundhog's Day, if you will. Or if you're familiar with the Netflix show Russian Dow, that's another Infinite Loop situation. And if you're into coding or computer programming, perhaps you're more, you would know it as a, a while loop. There's no terminating condition. You're just stuck in a while loop. That should be a name of a movie, just while loop. It would probably only go to programmers. They'd only get that. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I I haven't seen the movie. I don't I don't have Hulu, so I don't I don't know that I'll uh, get around to see that one uh, anytime soon. But I w- it does look entertaining, and uh, apparently it's gotten some really good reviews. And I am a big fan of uh, how uh, Kristen Melody was on like How I Met Your Mother. I was a big fan of How I Met Your Mother, and I thought she was a, did a really good job as the mother on there and uh you know i've i felt it right in the chest there whenever uh, she died of cancer in the show spoiler alert if you haven't seen the whole th- how i met your mother he leaves to go on a date with robin aunt robin he spent was it i don't remember how many seasons how i met your mother was but it was quite a few seasons trying to convince his kids that it was okay for him to go date on a date with uh <laughs> with their aunt robin Anyway, what I was getting to, the infinite time loop. So it's a Groundhog's Day situation. They're living the same day over and over and over again. And, of course, they're aware of it. They know what happened on the previous time of that day. So they're able to, which to me actually sounds pretty exciting because 
The only thing that would suck, like, because uh, I've thought about this, like, knowing about this movie, it, it made me think, like, how I would deal with an infinite loop situation. Now, I think it would be cool as long as <laughs> I wasn't sick on that day. Like, if I had COVID, basically, most... I would definitely pick a day if I was going to pick a day where I'd get stuck in an infinite time loop. It definitely would be pre-pandemic days where my options were unlimited and hopefully the weather was nice that day. I would hate for it to be like a fucking winter day, fucking negative outside, fucking ice cuz that would be shitty. I think I would on pretty much every day just beat it. Like there I go thinking about Michael Jackson again. But I'd probably be wanking it if it, if it's that situation. Hopefully, I felt good. You know, what if I was sick every fucking infinite day? This could be a real problem. But I mean, there there's a lot of days in my life like, you know what? I could go relive that day and it would like just go around and do all kinds of cool shit and knowing it would reset. But in the at least in the movies, it would appear eventually it stops. It's not quite so infinite. Usually, they have to learn some lesson and. And figure out some way to end the time loop. But I know that uh, I think that if I were to pick a specific day of my life for that infinite time loop, it would probably be on one of my vacations over to Europe, of course. If you've listened to this podcast much, you've probably heard me talk about my uh, trip to Dachau, the concentration camp. Which is awful that I would choose that. I mean, it's awful and it's... (laughs) If you don't know the story, it sounds awful that I would go <laughs> to the day that I went to Dachau concentration camp as the day I would relive over and over and over again from here to the end of eternity in an infinite loop. However, here's the thing. <laughs> and maybe I could maybe I could get, skip the Dachau thing. I think I'd maybe go through the Dachau get but this here's the deal. It, if you're unfamiliar with the story. In 2018, I went to uh, Munich. Uh, I ran the Munich Marathon there and uh, did a lot of uh, sightseeing on the days up leading up to the marathon. And on the, I, was, I had arrived there on the final day of Oktoberfest in 2018. Now, I didn't go to Oktoberfest, though. And uh, sadly, now I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have just gone to Oktoberfest, you know, just so I could say I'd be there. And at the time, <laughs> there was still a- allowed to have large groups of people in gatherings, and there was a ma- the millions of people go to Munich for Oktoberfest each year. It would have been would have been pretty exciting, but uh, I was by myself. It's it, I don't like uh, drinking in large... I don't like being around massive groups of people anyway, but being drunk and being around massive groups of people and being by myself, it seemed sketchy. So I I did not do so. I'd love to go back at some point if shit ever becomes somewhat normal again and we're allowed to travel there and uh take part in uh Oktoberfest, but any anywho, back to my the perfect day here. Well, I don't know about the perfect day, everything. <laughs> again, I I did go to Takao that day, so <laughs> um so I had scheduled a tour for Dachau. Now, I knew when I went to Germany that I wanted to go visit a concentration camp because I felt if I was going to go to Germany, I need to go visit a concentration camp. One, I've just always been very interested in the history of World War II, the Holocaust, everything about it. I mean, I mean, not everything about the Holocaust, but everything about World War II, from tanks, the technology, to the war in the in the east against japan like you know i'm just very was always fascinated by the history of it and i i wanted to go see like all the the sites i'd love to go to paris but i haven't been to uh well not paris but uh go to france and uh go to normandy beach but uh haven't made it there yet um so i had planned i was i was gonna have to go to a, a concentration camp and like the if you're in germany like the one the best to visit, from what I understand, is Dachau. I don't think there's a whole lot of other ones that have like been preserved. And actually, Dachau's got uh, only a, a little bit of its original. Um, 
they say to want if you really want to visit one one that's more way more accurate what it looked like then it was like original buildings and all of that like Dachau has some of it that was reconstructed to look how it did but uh Auschwitz is the one like the that's got mostly original buildings still intact and however Auschwitz is in Poland and it's like an 8 hour train ride from Munich and uh like I didn't want to spend a day all just riding on a train back and forth to Poland just to go to Auschwitz like I it seemed like a huge waste of time though I really would like to go to Auschwitz um so I, I was like all right I'll go to Dachau it's uh, it's really close to Munich it's a very very short train ride so I, I scheduled a tour of Dachau and it was it was a hard to decide when to fit that into the trip so I kind of put it near the beginning of the trip so I'd have time to kind of wash my brain of that because I wasn't sure how much of a funk that would put on my feeling of the trip because I was really concerned like well like how how would I take going through a concentration camp I knew the history I knew the horrible shit that went down on there but I thought like maybe it's a different thing to actually be there and see where these things happen so when I scheduled this trip, I also scheduled <laughs> a food and beer tour later in the night. Now, I uh, <laughs> on the day of the trip, I go and meet up with the tour group. We head to the train station and take a train uh, to the city of Dachau, and then I think we, I think it went actually to the city, and then we went, went and took a bus, I believe to the actual concentration camp and here's okay here's where (laughs) here's where maybe you can understand why I would choose this day of all days to be stuck in an infinite time loop but there was a a very attractive girl on the tour and uh, I would learn a little bit more about her later on but I like on this tour of Dachau, I did not hit on her. I uh, just uh, went through Dachau and uh, just thought, like, oh, man, she's really attractive. This is, uh, <laughs> I would like to talk to her and such. But it seems wrong. Like, I would, I feel like I should just respect the fact that a lot of people died at this place and just horrible atrocities happened. And I, I, I did give it respect. I didn't, I didn't do any selfies. Didn't No selfies in uh, the showers or any of the, anything else of that. I did take a couple of pictures, but none of them involve me. <laughs> and I don't think I even, like, posted them. To, well, no, I I may have put some on, on Facebook, but I didn't put any on Instagram. And I definitely, none of them were bright or cheery photos. They weren't promoting the Holocaust or just laughing at it. Um, <laughs> but, like, I was thinking when I was on this tour, I was like, holy shit, you know, it would be amazing if this girl was on this mystic, she was a complete mystery at this point in time. Uh, but I was like, it'd be awesome if she was on this trip, uh, to the, uh, beer halls and such later on in the food and beer tour. Figured what the odds were pretty slim on that though, considering, you know, there's a lot of tours you can take in Munich. It's a big city. There are a lot of attractions to go visit in Bavaria and the surrounding areas. And, uh, there's, uh, there's the bigger tours, which I think I took the bigger tours when I was there. Um, but there's a bunch of different tour groups and like, uh, places that put on tours. And this was a totally different tour, uh, tour company that did this other tour. So I was like, hey, the odds on that are, yeah, this isn't going to happen. I'm never going to see this girl in my life again. It'll just, just be weird. It'll be one of those moments I remember to myself maybe I would have mentioned it on the podcast and be like I don't know if she was hot but like you know how am I going to hit on a girl when she's uh <laughs> when we met in a concentration camp you don't go like is it hot in here or is it I mean, like uh <laughs> or is it just the ovens like uh maybe we should cool off let's hit the showers you know like nothing like I don't think she probably would have laughed at that uh <laughs> that's not exactly not in the moment maybe later on but <laughs> At the moment, being at the concentration camps, probably not. 
It was a really good tour, though, of uh, Dachau. And uh, I would recommend it if you ever uh, find yourself going to Munich to definitely go take the tour of Dachau. And uh, I mean, you could take a, a tour group or take a tour there for, I don't know, you probably get like a 30 or $40 tour. if you're, And that's like figuring out if you, you take a bus or such, something, a train from the city of Munich to <laughs> Dachau. Or if you dry, would drive there yourself, I'm sure it's a lot cheaper. You probably go and I I don't know what it would cost to just drive up there and go through, but it's probably not much. However, yeah, it's really great tour to see, just to to witness and actually take in, uh, take it all in and see, just understand the size and scope of it, and like to actually see it. But <laughs> again, not anything to do with. Not really any as the Dachau part doesn't have anything to do with why I would be want to be stuck in the infinite loop, <laughs> but <laughs> this would be my awesomest day in Europe. I I've come to like I've gone back in the days I've had some really fun days while uh, traveling there. I've been there what six times and uh, had some really really good times. Other than that first trip to Russia, that one I would. I would definitely not want to get an infinite time loop any of those days on that trip. Fuck no. <laughs> However, back to Munich. So, Dachau tour is over. I go back to my hotel. I get ready. And, like, uh, you know, there was some... I didn't, like, uh, I didn't like tear up or anything. But, there, I mean, there was definitely some parts that got to me a little bit. And I was just like, man... Like seeing the tor- how they tortured people and stuff, and being there right where they tortured them, like it was the, it was, you know, it didn't feel good. But I didn't get like overly upset or anything. I definitely felt like, well, I'm definitely ready for that food and beer tour now. I definitely need to wash away all of this, <laughs> and uh, I felt fine doing so. And uh, so, <laughs> I. uh yeah, we leave there. All right, I left there. Yeah, back at the hotel. So I, I get ready for the beer, beer tour. I go down to there's a train station near my hotel. I was staying at, uh, oh shit, it was the King something hotel. Um, yeah, name of the hotel eludes me at the moment, but the train station was right next to my hotel. I mean, it was like a couple blocks, maybe, maybe a little more than that. And I go there, and it was Radius Tours. They do a lot of uh, bicycle tours, which I didn't do, which I, I I would have liked to have done. If I go back, which I would love to go back, definitely hook up Radius Tours again. And they had some really good tour guides. Pretty much all, most of the tour guides that I did like while I was there. And I go there, and I was like thinking, you know, still a little bit about Dachau and such, and Already from the time I get there, it is a total, totally different experience. It is a world of difference from the tour I was on earlier in the day to the tour here uh, at the Radius Tours. And uh, like the, I met the tour guide right away, Irvin, who was from Belgium, uh, and he was a uh, very uh, boisterous, uh, just like life of the party kind of guy, and like he could just seemed like he could tell a really good story he had a lot of energy seemed like a really cool dude and uh we (laughs) and I was still thinking like Daka I was like man it would be super cool if the the girl from Daka would be here uh on this tour and sure as shit she comes walking up and like holy fucking shit what are the odds on this the odds of Dachau again, very large city. Uh, the population's over a million. I'm not sure what the what the actual population is, but again, uh, <laughs> I mean, the fact that we were both tu- tourists, um, would you know kind of cut down the odds, I guess, and we're both like taking tours and such. But the odds seemed fairly small that we would 
both schedule the same exact tours like twice in a day and that uh like the food and the beer tour uh was just i mean there's like a bunch of different tours of that that you can take in in munich i mean i don't know how i could really break down the odds exactly but the odds were slim slim to none (laughs) uh fun fact they have a population of about 1.5 million um so it it's a de- it's a very large city. Very large city. And uh so yeah, she ends up long story short, she ends up being there. And uh so yeah, I end up finding out her name is Alex. She's from uh, Montreal, but she's uh works as a nurse and lives in Baltimore now, or at least as of that time. It's been 2 years now. Uh Hopefully she's doing all right. I mean, fuck. I don't know how, uh, if she's still living in Baltimore or whatever, but they might be getting pretty hit, hit pretty hard with the whole COVID thing. But, uh, I ended up, uh, getting to know her on the trip and the food and beer tour was just fantastic. It was one of the, one of the best nights I've ever had in my life. I mean, I've had some fun times here. There's definitely some, some great days that you know would be good to be stuck in an infinite time loop but that night was just fantastic like we went from Augustiner's place which is my favorite brewery in all of Munich which is unfortunate because they don't uh, export <laughs> so it's it's difficult if you want to get some Augustiner beers here you can't just go to your local grocery store and pick up a six pack of it but uh, it's like also the oldest brewery in Munich. We went to like there. That's where and I I first got to know her and talked to her a bit and uh, told her I wasn't stalking her. But then she clarified it was like I w- she, that she would actually be stalking me because she showed up after me. But uh, I didn't pull a, any uh, concentration jokes out on her that I can recall. <laughs> I I did I did not do that. Um, <laughs> I, re- I refrained until uh, I would do later go back and do a podcast. Then I did a few concentration camp jokes, unfortunately, because, you know. Anywho, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I got to know her there and learned the history of uh, Oktoberfest, and that was that was exciting, learning that and uh, just about the the whole thing. And then, of course, we uh, hit up a place over one of uh, Hofbräuer House's restaurants that was, uh, if you do make make it to Munich, give you some advice here, and you take a food and beer tour, don't believe the fact that you need to go there on an empty stomach. (laughs) The food you're going to eat is just bar food. You're not going to eat much, and it's not going to be very filling. You're mainly just going to drink alcohol. So... Make sure you eat a meal or two that day before you go to the tour, you know? Really, uh, <laughs> get yourself ready. Um, I didn't, and that was a fucking mistake. Um, with that being said, though, we, uh, we did have some, uh, stuff at the Hofbräu house, and, uh, the tour, of course, stops, and, uh, we end back in Marienplatz, the big, uh, like, shopping center, the big, big, huge place where like all the tourists really go in like Munich yeah, so I guess considered downtown Munich or whatever but it's the it's like the most probably most famous area there in, in Munich as far as like tourism goes and such and they have the Hofbräuhaus origin, uh, Das Original location there and it's uh, just this beautiful building it's you know a couple hundred years old and uh, hand carves shit on the walls and just fantastic stuff and uh we i go in there and just, i had met this uh older british lady well it okay the tour ends the t- tour guy tells us hey the tour's over but i suggest you go into the hofbräu house cuz it's the most famous beer hall in the world this specific beer hall right here now he said it's not his favorite place to go have have a have a beer and such uh it's it's he said a little warm in there and that but like you know if you don't I would accept, suggest at least going in there even if you don't want to have a beer just go in walk in have a look 
and so you can say you've been to the Hofbräuhaus, house das original um so i was like well fuck yeah i'm going in and uh this younger new york couple because there was two different new york couples there was an old new york couple and a younger new york couple the younger new york couple uh, dylan was the the guy's name i don't recall learning the female's name his wife or girlfriend whatever they were like in their mid-20s and uh Alex, the Canadian, she's like, I'll, I'll go in and have a drink. And this older British lady, we all, all of us go in. So there's five of us. We go in, and it's the the Hofbräuer house. It's a big beer hall, and they have just these big, long tables where you sit with everyone. You just sit at a table with these other strangers. And uh, in Munich, you talk politics and uh, <laughs> have some beers. That's how they do. They roll up in, uh, up in Munich, so... And you have apparently liters of beer at the original Das Original, according to the waiter. He, uh, <laughs> when I ordered a half liter, he said they only serve full liters. Which I don't know if he's just being a dick to me, or if that that location they only serve. But you know what? I gotta find out. I have to look this up now. I have to know if this waiter was being a fucking dick to me. <laughs> there was a, uh... but we get in there, of course. I had already had several beers, uh, and, uh, uh, let me just look up half liter. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not going to help me find that. Um, but <laughs> there's, uh, oh. Their sites only require you to be uh, 16 years or older. It's great to visit. Anyway, uh, there's... <laughs> so, yeah, they w- they wouldn't give me... I had to have the full liter of beer. It was just like, all right, fuck, all right. But uh, at this point in time, I should it should be pointed out, uh, Dylan, the uh, younger New York uh, guy, he, uh, he was feeling quite good. He had been partying up, apparently. This was a couple of days after uh, Oktoberfest ended, but apparently he had quite a fun time at Oktoberfest. And uh, Alex had also been to Oktoberfest, from what I understand. I don't know if the British lady was there hanging out at Oktoberfest, but uh, I would venture to guess she was probably in her 50s. Anywho. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was. I think he was drunk by the time we came in. I had a nice buzz. I wasn't, like, trashed by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I was feeling good. I had a nice buzz, and I didn't want a full liter of beer, especially considering I had to run a marathon in a few days, but uh, I was like, fuck it, all right, yeah, I guess I'm going with a liter of beer. So we get that. We're talking politics. I disagree with pretty much everything that uh, the Dylan uh, was, uh, his viewpoints, and I was uh, had agreed with basically everybody except for Dylan and his uh, significant other. There was uh, definitely... He was the odd one out of the group as uh, we talked politics and such. And apparently, now I did give the British lady a little bit of shit because she was, uh, I was like, you guys still have a fucking monarchy. What the fuck is up with that? (laughs) And uh, I did give her a little shit on that. (laughs) But for the most part, it seemed like Dylan was doing more of the upsetting the British lady. And I guess he must have really upset her. I don't think it was me that upset her, but she... She left, and she didn't even say bye. It was like, all right, maybe that's just how British people do. They just, like, leave. I'm like, nah, not saying anything. But uh, <laughs> maybe it's because we're Americans and still just not happy about the Revolutionary War. I don't know. I highly doubt that's what it was. I think Dylan upset her. But so, again, we're feeling good. And Alex, she was the smart one. She didn't actually drink any more beer once we had gotten to the Hofbräuhaus House original. Uh, and uh, they, the waiter came by and told us that they're closing that part of the beer hall down. And uh, <laughs> this is when shit gets a little crazy. Like, we go to the southern... He uh, says we can go sit at the southern table, and we sit at the southern table, and we're sitting around these uh, Germans, and Dylan, by this point, is completely trashed. And uh, this one German fellow uh, has this blue, like light blue container that uh, he opens up and then pours out a powder onto Dylan's hand where Dylan of course snorts it up not even 
thinking about it for a second. Just as soon as that guy pours that powder on Dylan's hand, he immediately snorts it up. And has no idea like what this powder is. That guy did not say anything. He just poured it straight onto Dylan's hand just to see if he would snort it or not. And he immediately did. And we're all like, whoa, dude, you don't have any fucking clue what that is. <laughs> that could be cocaine. That could be... <laughs> That could be heroin. I mean, it wasn't brown, <laughs> but he had no idea. He was fucking trashed. And we're like, yeah, we should probably get going. Like, and uh, Alex had said, though, there was probably this, what they call uh, Bavarian Coke, which is this candy stuff that they actually have during Oktoberfest. That, from what I've read, uh, Oktoberfest, to try, they've tried to, uh, like, outlaw it, but people just keep doing it anyway, and there's just so many people they can't, they just can't stop it. But it's some kind of can't mentholated like candy candy shit that they snort, and uh, it did smell minty. So I'm assuming that's what it was. It didn't seem like coke. He didn't seem all jacked up afterwards. He didn't seem to sober up. So I'm guessing it wasn't coke. He texted his friend immediately, like, "Dude, I think I just snorted some coke." He was excited about the fact that maybe he did coke, um, but. His significant other, not happy. She was not happy about that at all. And uh, <laughs> so we go to leave because we're like, yeah, this, who knows where this night's going to end if he's already to this point. So we we go to leave and we all have to go to the bathroom. We've been drinking a lot of beer on this tour. And uh, at least three of us have had at least one liter of beer while there. I think Dylan had a couple liters. And... Uh, <laughs> There was several liters of beer that were consumed just at the Hofbräu house. So we we go to all go to the bathroom, and of course Dylan and I are out first, as the the fellas tend to uh, piss a lot faster. It's just a just a fact. Uh, so we get out of the bathroom, and uh, Dylan uh, again. This building is super nice, just gorgeous building, and there's a big staircase in the back by the bathrooms. He's sitting on the staircase and swaying as he's super drunk. Now, if I, I don't know if he did this on purpose exactly. I feel like maybe he did. Uh, there's a German guy, like, walking down the steps. Now, okay, I don't know if Dylan saw the guy walking down the steps, but he just what he decided to do wasn't cool to begin with. But, like, he leans over to go spit, and right as the German guy walks past him, he spits on the German guy. And I'm standing there, like, right next to the steps. <laughs> and, like, he did that, and, like, oh, sh- I backed the fuck up. And, like, the German guy looks over at me. He's like, was estás? Or something of that nature. And uh, I'm like, oh, fuck me. Like, I am not getting into a fight because of this <laughs> douchebag that I just met today. And uh, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, you go right, right ahead. You do what you... <laughs> You wanted this guy, but the German guy walks off after saying that, and like he was obviously not happy. Is like I don't think anybody would be after you spit on them. And he's talking to some other German guy. I'm assuming he's German, <laughs> but he's talking to somebody else. It, apparently, he knew them, and they're pointing at Dylan and I, and uh, looking at us. And I'm like, oh fuck! The girls come out like right then, and I'm like, we have to leave right fucking now. We go out a back side door, and. uh <laughs> it was it was pretty pretty crazy but like we thankfully avoided going getting into a fight or going to jail uh in Munich but then of course I looked like a super great guy cuz I didn't do that and <laughs> I agreed with a lot of what Alex was saying but like we uh, all wa- walked back to our hotels together like uh Dylan and his significant other uh parted ways with us somewhere in Marion Platz and then I walked uh, Alex back to her home and I felt like I was in the friend zone like it, nothing was going to happen and unfortunately I was more concerned about the fact that I was going to run a marathon so like nothing happened I didn't she didn't invite me up or anything but like if I had the infinite time loop though I mean I could try out all kinds of shit here and I would know like I feel like I could let that I think the first day I would let it play out the way it happened. If I could, you know, just let it play out like it originally did. (laughs) 
just so I know everything that's going to happen in that day. I'd go back to Daco. And then, uh, then maybe on the second day I start skipping Daco. I don't know. And then, uh, just see, just venture around the city on that earlier part. I'm definitely hitting that, the food and beer tour and I'm making sure I'm going to eat better (laughs) the day leading up to the food and beer tour. But it's definitely like, uh, I really live that day again. And just, just being in Munich, like, I feel like if I could just relive that trip again, it would be fantastic. But I would definitely try different things. I mean, I would maybe see. <laughs> and if I could relive the next day afterwards, because, like, she was going to, Alex was going to go on a, another tour the other day, uh, the next day she had one scheduled, but it wasn't the same tour I was going on. It was going to be her last day in Munich. And I was already scheduled for a different tour, and I should have canceled that tour and gone on the same tour with her, but I didn't. So, you know, if I was an infinite loop, it would have to require the second day, but, but I mean, I could just keep going back through that day. Although I was probably in the friend zone, so it would probably end up not working out. But if it just kept repeating, I could maybe learn Bill Murray this shit, you know, Groundhog Day style. Or just find something else, you know, just, just crazy randomness in Germany and just eat a lot of fucking, a lot of pork just fill myself in breakfast and sauerkraut with liters of beer, you know? It would be fantastic. Just keep living that day. I mean, basically, you'd be undying, and I'd still be, uh, what was I, 37 at the time? <laughs> yeah, 37. I was 37 at the time, so I'd just be constantly 37. And I was in great physical shape then, man. I said, fantastic. My best physical shape with the exception of uh 2015. I was in my best pr- in my prime in 2015. But uh that would be fantastic to just keep living that trip. And if I was going to pick an any any other vacation, like you pick most of those days and I'd be totally fine with reliving those days with the exception of the first trip to Russia. That would shitting the bed just doesn't sound like any fun. I was sick the whole trip. <laughs> Wouldn't want to relive that. I'd relive the last trip to Russia. That was pretty fantastic. I mean, it was It's not real high up on my vacations. It's still... If I was going to rate, rate them all from uh, worst to best, I'd say 2014, first trip to Russia, worst by far. Then I'd probably say second trip to Russia was like the next worst but it's not even that it was a worst trip I mean there's only six trips that I had but then I'd probably go and put see number one the next one two would be uh, my second trip to Ireland and my third trip to Ireland I would think and then the there's a fight for first between my first trip to Ireland my first my one and only trip to Germany that's a tough call but if I was going to relive another day, it would probably be, probably maybe be the first trip to uh, Ireland when I went to the Cliffs of Moher and stuff. Maybe. Maybe I'd just pick another. But that whole trip was pretty fun. Other than the fact that I did smoke that parking sign. I wouldn't want to relive that part. I'd I'd drive through that town. Although maybe, you know, knowing, <laughs> maybe I hit more shit. <laughs> knowing that the day was on infinite loop, I'd just go through and just start hitting every fucking sign I saw. Like, hey, I don't have to worry about turning this car in. I'm going to start this day over, and this car's going to be fine in the morning. So I'll start fucking just hitting shit all over. I don't know how many days I'd have to repeat, though, before I'd be like, you know, I'm I'm just going to fucking die. I'm just going to run into this truck, this gas truck, and explode. I don't know how many days it would take for me to try that. It'd have to be a lot before I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to try fucking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would take a lot of days. I'm just not wired that way. It had to be like 10 years worth of that day being over, I think, before I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, let's just try try to end it. Can I get out of this fucking loop? Because really, I mean, if you could relive a day and it, it was a day where you weren't sick and <laughs> the lo- the options were pretty much unlimited. You know, if you're just going to go out and try to have a good time, like, you could go to any place and find out what the best place is, like, to go to. You don't need a fuck ton of money to have fun in one day. 
you know, especially if every day when it resets, your money's the same. So even if you, <laughs> I'd fucking run, fuck it. I mean, I've got a credit card. I could just max out my credit card every day on loop <laughs> and just really live it up. I mean, there was, as long as I just wasn't violently ill, hopefully that doesn't happen. Like somehow, like when you're stuck in the infinite loop, if somehow you become sicker and sicker, now that would be fucking brutal. If you also somehow, your body feels the age, maybe you don't look the age. I mean, these are some paradoxes that could really throw this whole thing out of whack here. But an infinite loop could be pretty exciting. I mean, that would uh, <laughs> that would be pretty, pretty good. I mean, you could learn how to play guitar in the same day over and over again or some other instrument or do all kinds of stuff. Unfortunately, though, if I was... Like, let's say I was going to relive a day where I ran a marathon. It's not like I could prepare for that any more than I did because I would be in the same exact physical shape each day. I could maybe run the race smarter and such, but I couldn't exactly build more muscle. So that'd be kind of a downfall. But for the most part, I mean, the options are limited. I mean, or unlimited. I mean, just fuck. I mean, you'd be stuck in a big city like Munich and just be like, uh, what could I have done that day differently? There's a lot of shit. A lot of shit. I could have spent years. I could have met every... If you stuck in an infinite loop time time loop long enough you could probably meet every 1.5 million people in that city <laughs> and all the tourists I mean try every beer knowing and you could get really fucked up knowing the next day you're gonna wake up and feel fine just like you did at the start of that same day every day infinitely I don't know why in the movies it always got to get bad, other than the fact that to have a movie you have to have conflict, and that's what drives the movie. So it has to get bad at some point. But uh, it's pretty exciting to never age and constantly have all the time and sort of have an unlimited amount of money because you could, sp- you know, whatever you spend that day, you've got it back the next as it repeats itself. It starts right at the beginning of what you had. So as long as you weren't in the negative, uh, hell, you could go rob a bank that day. If you got caught, you'd wake up, be fine. You could do like uh, some crazy shit, like on this show Review with Andy Daly on Comedy Central. It's no longer around, but that show's fantastic. I mean, he did stuff like reviewed stealing and do it, getting hooked on drugs. I could start doing lines of whatever. I could do lines of Ajax or Comet or some other. <laughs> Like, who? I hear this can really fuck you up, but it might kill you. Eh, fuck it, all right. <laughs> it's going to reset as soon as I uh, pass away anyway, so it's... It's like having that, just being able to play a video game at that point. It's like having the old Sega Genesis and just, like, hitting that reset button. Just, like, reset. Yeah, let's start back from the beginning. Hit the reset. It's like nothing happened. I didn't fuck anything up at all. <laughs> I love playing video games, so that'd be fantastic. I mean, infinite time loop is... I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, but uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any way to make it happen. <laughs> Only in your mind. Maybe maybe when you die, you just get stuck in an infinite time loop. But unfortunately, it'd probably be, if that were true, it'd probably be like the day you die. You get stuck in that fucking day. That'd be probably be pretty shitty. I guess it depends on how you die. Well, I mean, I guess if it's an infinite time loop, you just die. Maybe it could be like Russian dial situation. You just end up dying some way. It's just different each day. So, I don't know. But, I don't know. It's a fun fun thing to think about, I think. <clears throat> we only have two more months till uh, Mandalorian. Uh,. Hopefully uh, I don't get stuck in a time loop before season two of Mandalorian, though. I'd really like to see season two. So, And re- now would not be a great time to be stuck in a <laughs> infinite time loop because uh, my options are fairly limited, seeing that there's a pandemic around and there's not a whole lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I mean, I could go, what, jerk off again? Saint- Although, I mean, I guess I could play a certain video game one day, play it another the next, 
of the the repeat of the day. I could play a lot of video games, learn learn stuff on the guitar. I mean, there's stuff I could do. It's not as exciting as getting stuck in a loop on like a awesome vacation day. Oh man, that would suck if it was a work day. <laughs> I would have to not go to work every single day. I'd probably eventually just stop calling in. You probably just think I'm dead every day because I'm not the type of guy to not call in <laughs> and show up. That would suck if it was just like a work day. And if I had to like go to work every day, that sounds horrible. Vacation day, please. Just make it a, a weekend or a vacation day. That, that would be that'd be the way to roll. Hmm. I'm not sure what day I would have picked to be stuck in an infinite loop other than like one of my trips. I know I've had a lot of good days, but the, like nothing really juts out in my head where like that day, that day, I had fun experiences, but yeah, that day's, I don't know, I don't know, it would uh, it'd be a tough one, I'd, I'd really have to think back on that, uh, I would, I need to watch that Palm Springs though. I do like some Sandberg. I, I don't like so much. I, I haven't seen like a whole lot of movies of his that I like. But I do like, uh, I've only seen a little bit of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I do like The Lonely Island. I like his digital shorts that he did on SNL. And uh, I believe at least one other uh, guy from Lonely Island is involved in Palm Springs. So that's so that's good stuff. Uh yeah, I guess uh, I guess I'm good here. As uh, yeah, as always, um, that's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.